Hello guys and girls, welcome to episode 104 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and demo talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR and uh, check it out in big screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now of course it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, when this guy's away from home, he's remotely plugging into the matrix to get his fix whether he's in a hotel room or in a plane he's in vr it's vr streamer zim top five how you doing man you're right <laughs> yeah great mike yeah I, um i really debated on whether or not i would bring because the quest isn't a small box like the go is easy to fit in a kind of a uh, overhead luggage compartment but uh the quest you have to carry separately really um so I did, and I was very, very happy to do that. I'll talk a little bit more about that. That'll be my uh, highlight for the week. But uh, I, I did. I traveled down to London for a couple of days, and I'm back now. Glad to be back with my family and in my cave of VR. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you back as well, because obviously uh, you weren't on last week's show because you were celebrating yeah. your 10th wedding anniversary. Am I right? Yeah, 10th. Um, I know sometimes, you know, you do things and you you don't think about the future. You get married, and then 10, 10 years later, you have to celebrate these things. So. <laughs> It was great. We uh, took my wife, kids, and dog out to like the seaside in West Scotland and uh, saw all kinds of things. Alien life forms. Um, we also saw a cave or two and a secret forest. So it was really a good trip. You didn't bring any more crabs back this time? No, but I should have taken one of those gigantic like pizza-sized jellyfish because uh, that would have fed him for like a year. Nice. Nice. It's true. Well, good to have you back on the show anyway, dude. Thanks. Next up. This guy's been uh, rooting, tooting, and a shooting robot cowboy this week as he dived deeper into a simulation of a simulation in Westworld. It's, of course, Nathy. How you doing, man? VRception, as they call it. Exactly. <laughs> Going deeper down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's you, know, you know what's so nice about VR? That it's the only place where you can die... Well, as many times as you want, without <laughs> that, any risks. wonderful, right? You can experience <laughs> well, it every time, again and again yeah, and again. There's, there's no danger. So in, in case of Westworld, you're fine. Mm. You're good. Or was it scary? Because you don't really oh. like scary games. No, it was very, very scary. It, it was just because this is, an, this is like a famous show, so I had to do it. I just right. had to do it. But usually, no, horror games are not my, uh, my cup of tea anymore. And the funny part is the cheaper... The cheaper VR titles get with their jump scares, the scarier they become. Mm -hmm. And when they start to bug out, when they're like, you know, things that don't work that well, it's even worse. <laughs> nice. Looking forward to hearing more about that. We should we should have a petition. Like if we can get like a hundred likes or something, then Nathan will play Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me, Mike? Though I, when you introduced Nathan this week, I was like, Rootin' Tootin'. I think if I'm not mistaken, I've been out of the U.S. for almost 20 years now, but I think that's flatulation in the States as well. So just, oh, is it? You know. So he, he's a flatulating cowboy robot? Something like that. That makes sense. Makes it yeah. easier on the murderers to get him. Sure. Yeah. They, okay. they can smell okay. the fear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next up, this guy's always trying to defuse the situation, especially in an intense game of Pavlov. Say howdy to Rowdy. It's the Rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You all right? 
I'm do, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. You know, it's it's again a hot day here in Belgium. I'm sure that uh, Nathy is uh, sweating his uh, his pants off. Make sure you you wear brown pants, Nathy, if you played a Resident <laughs> Evil. Once we get uh, up to a hundred likes, but uh, no, I, I've been doing great. You know, like it's been a it's been a very busy week for me, mostly work related stuff. But uh, you know, I still find some time here and there to play some virtual reality, and uh, always have a great time, especially in Papua. Good, good to hear it, good to hear it. If you don't know who I am, my name is Mike, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a packed show for you today, which include loads of free stuff, actually. We're going to be talking about free tracks added to Beat Saber. Also, how you can get the original Dirt Rally, which can be played in VR for free right now. We're also going to be talking about the VR Go Mini, a new VR accessory on Kickstarter. Mm. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. We talk about the original Oculus Rift replacement parts running out of stock. So your time is uh, running out if you own an original Rift. And then finally, we give our thoughts on the news this week that an Oculus founder was involved in a sexual assault at an industry event. So interesting topics this week, some spicy ones as well. But uh, of course, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week. Their highlight of the week. Feel free to join us in the chat, by the way. We love to uh, read out your recommendations. But let's kick it over to Zim first to uh, see what he's been up to. I have been... uh... I have been uh, an experimental lad this week. So um, as Mike alluded to in in his usually lovely detailed introduction, uh, I found myself in a hotel in London and I thought, you know what, maybe, because I just had gotten into No Man's Sky and, you know, there were were kind of initially performance issues and all that. I'm like, I'm going to try to stretch this to the limit. Now, my PC only runs like a 1080. It's not super uh, insane or anything. But at normal times, like for the last couple of weeks, it's been... I'm in a little bit of trouble running the game. So I was like, why don't I see, I'll just push this to the limit. And, you know, I, I, I messaged out to Guy Godin, the guy behind VR Desktop as well. I'm like, I'm going to go test this. And he's like, don't expect much. And I'm like, don't worry, I won't break it. Or, you know, it won't be your fault. It'll be mine if I try this. So um, I did measure, I speed tested the hotel Wi-Fi before testing just to see. Obviously, London Wi-Fi is better than some. Uh, I was on a 100 up, 100 down signal, uh, which was wow. great. I was like, that's probably the best I've ever seen in a hotel. So that was great. Um, It was a 2.4 gig network, though. For some reason, like after the watershed, after 10 o'clock or whatever, it flipped to 2.4. So that's what I was playing on, uh, Mm -hmm. which inherently I'd say, even if you've got great end-to-end connectivity, um, you won't get as high fidelity. You won't get as, like, it doesn't feel like the same frame rate. I would say that's the the general feeling, but I still um, I played uh, I played first with my wife and that was great to be able to remotely you know be waving hands at each other jumping into ships flying around uh, it's a fair bit of artifacting um, but still looks better than PSVR in terms of the overall experience so I was like this is actually playable and I got super excited and then the night after um, I couldn't sleep with all the excitement of a particular new release uh, coming. Uh, might be of the musical variety. And if you know what I'm talking about, you've been listening to past episodes. Promised I wouldn't say anything this episode. Um, and, and and so I was up at like, I don't know, 3 a.m. or whatever. And my buddy, who's an architect in Tokyo, he messaged me. He's like, yo, Brad, you know, like, uh, can you get on uh, No Bad Sky? He's like, can I join you? And it's like, yeah. So we literally spent what felt like very much like, I'll call it a Fortnite hour. Because there's a lot of kids who play Fortnite and they just do it to get together with their friends. Yeah, and course. And so it really felt for me like, I was like, I just got to hang out with my buddy who I used to play like land gamings in Cork and Ireland, you know, Battlefield and stuff. We'd be hanging out like overnight from like midnight till 8 a.m. in Day of Defeat and Battlefield and stuff like that. And I got to just hang out, check out his ships, fly around the planet with them, collecting minerals and stuff. And I was like, shit, this is, 
this is where gaming's meant to be. And, and like, I'm doing this sitting in bed 350 miles away from my house, right? Streaming with virtual desktop from my PC back in Scotland to London. Those are not close, by the way, <laughs> over a hotel Wi-Fi network and having a fucking brilliant time. And I was like, yeah. this is oh, this is amazing. I'm never going to travel without the quest ever again. And my next test is going to be California in September. Yeah, that's, finally, that's an awesome finally, story. All of us can finally go on holiday, holidays with our family and we don't have to like worry about not being able to play VR. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I was just so impressed. And I was like, I did not expect it to succeed as well as it did. And then when I got that second night onto five gig, it was beautiful. I couldn't tell the difference. And there was almost, I'd say it was maybe 40 millisecond lag or something. Mm -hmm. Almost none. Almost so, none. So I've got a question. Like, is there any pre-setup that you have to do knowing full well that you're going to do this? So the main thing that I would say is I think the default configuration, if I'm not mistaken, you might have changed it, is that the uh, configuration um, software that you use when you have uh, the mobile version of VR desktop, when you install that on your PC, generally it'll run automatically when your PC is running. So the, the, the number one thing to do, unless you've got some really smart like Google Home thingamajiggy, you know, mm -hmm. with you on your travel that links back to your home, make sure you turn your PC on and leave it on. Right. Um, that's the main thing. I had a wife at home, so I could just be like, honey, turn the PC on, please. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's right, got to be right. logged in because otherwise you're not going to get to that layer so i had her turn it on it's, fun it's funny how times have changed you know it used to be honey like get me a beer and now it's like honey turn the pc on like I so i can remotely play no man's sky in <laughs> hotel yeah but it was just it was like the most I, I was so gleeful and then um eric uh from our budding uh vr community as well had inspired me from a couple i mean i did um oculus go on a boat and and, and a plane before kind of last year the year before and uh, I was like, I just need to see what it is like parody on on uh, on a plane uh, back home. And so I did. It was totally comfortable. It was great. Honestly, I'm gonna, as I said, I'm not gonna be traveling anymore without my quest because it just it makes the real world and all the junk you have to put up with just go away. Yeah. Just one one question because the chat asked it as well. Yeah. Did you say that your your uh, hotel bandwidth was hundred up, hundred down? Yeah, hundred down, hundred up. Wow, amazing yeah. which so hotel was that like yeah it's a, where, no, where do you it's a european, find it's a european chain called oh, yeah, novatel okay. they're usually pretty good oh yeah they're not a yeah. budget they're not a premium they're kind of in the middle and that's why as a corporate flyer you know i usually stay at a novatel yeah. there you go there's nice. my Thanks, uh, novatel for sponsoring us <laughs> <laughs> He's sponsored. I mean, no but i was i, mean, I was impressed Geeks like us, like when we when we book a hotel, we first look at the Wi-Fi speed and yeah. then we look at the room itself, right? They never so, list it. Yeah. They never say I mean, like, you know, this is the, you they, know. It's always a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. Always, you know. But I this you didn't have I to went... pay for. It's free. No. It's included. Yeah. Like over here in Europe, that happens more often. In the States, it's like it's always bolt on. Yeah, always. this is my point. Like when I was staying uh, in uh, San Jose for the first Oculus Connect, which was OC4, <laughs> I stayed at the Fairmont and uh, they were charging like uh, 30, 40 bucks a day just to use their Wi-Fi, which Ooh. wasn't even that good. No, because so, uh, yeah, yeah. then you get like a 10 meg connection or something and you're sitting there like chewing away it's, or it's... you pick up those like 4G uh, Wi-Fi devices, which yeah. are which are okay. <laughs> But you chew through them it's, so fast. It, it's it's hard to find a good connection in the U.S. in general because yeah. I remember with E3, I wanted to upload my videos, and at, at this place we were staying, it wasn't fast enough, so we had to jump from you know like these land centers to see, and even land centers sometimes didn't even had great internet. I was like, you you are all playing on this low connection. How is this possible? 
So yeah, yeah. We, we all know that Europe have got the best internet. So it's why you're, you're yeah, living I'm, the dream. I'm sorry, we, we we got something better this time. Yeah. Yep. So uh, <laughs> let's kick it over to Nathy then. Find out what you've been playing. What's your highlight of the week this week, then, mate? Yeah. So first of all, let's dive into a ditch yet. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a uh, uh, Can City who played Dirt Rally and Contractors. What a combination, right? Uh, then we have Jerry who played Red Matter and Time Stall on his brand new Oculus Quest. So congratulations, nice. you are now yeah. one of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we have Norman Robertson who also played Dirt Rally um, in VR and it was his uh, new game choice this week. So I, I think mm. he's, he's giving like, you know, awards out to, to a game every week. That's, that's interesting. Uh, Nukeman that. uh, has been playing uh, Beat Saber, the new Beat Saber tracks and Rec Room. Paradise DK uh, played uh, Cloudlands 2 on a real golf course. He upset the oh, locals, yeah. and then he also uh, went deeper into real fishing VR at a local fishing spot. Wow. Uh, yeah, Taking I it know. to another level there, PD. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine you like sitting there fishing in real life, and then this other guy's like... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't wait so. for him to do like a, like a submarine simulator or something. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Rowdy's so, dad would approve. It's not a bad way to go, though. Like, you know, if you're out fishing, oftentimes you're sitting there with a rod if it's in a stock or whatever. And you're just waiting with a yeah. beer, and you're like, "What do I do?" You can now? do that at home. Just put your feet in some water. That's <laughs> that's it. That's all you need to do. Yeah. yeah. And then, last but not least, we have Watto, who uh, um, jumped into No Man's Sky again. He says that the performance is getting better. Mm-hmm. Yes. And definitely. he also watched a tons of ton of movies on Duke West. Nice. Yes. Ah. So before I'm going to talk about uh, you know Westworld, the VR experience. I quickly want to uh, talk about um, Oculus Connect, just just in short. So Oculus is their own YouTube channel, right? And they upload all kinds of videos there, trailers, tutorials, all kinds of stuff. So this week they uploaded a uh, tutorial, a guide on how to make your own avatar. Because, you know, if you have a quest, you can make an avatar. You don't Mm -hmm. really use it anywhere, but it's there and it exists. So... I watched the video and then I was like, again, where the heck is Oculus Rooms? Mm-hmm. I just want to use these avatars, right? So yeah. I commented under the video, said like, hey, this is awesome and all, you know, helping people out. But in the end, these avatars, they are not going anywhere. All the games you publish, they are not getting used at. Only PokerStars VR and maybe a few others, but it's rare. And again, where is Oculus Rooms? There is no multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And the quest has been out for a while. And yesterday they responded. I, I was surprised by that. Um, they said that uh, they have something to announce soon. So hopefully, mm. please, God, bring Oculus Rooms or something similar, something better, maybe yeah. Facebook Space. I don't know what they're going for. Uh, and, and just announce it at Oculus Connect. It's time to, you know, bring people together. It's, it's so awesome to be able to invite yeah. a friend over and play games together. Yesterday, yeah. I, I saw this. in virtuality. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of multiplayer, but if I play multiplayer, I prefer to play it in virtual reality, mm-hmm. just because you get that physical interaction. You got this like hat movements, even like what they're doing with the eyes now, the hands. The, it's so it's so like visceral and so real that uh, it's so different compared to like playing multiplayer on a, in a regular PC game. Yes. So this this uh, one once again uh, uh, proves that if you have something to talk about or you have something to complain about or you want something, let them know. And then they might, you know, talk about it because this is the first time I'm like, oh, they finally 
so yes, we'll see. OC six uh, is the is the place to be in that case. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, anyways, I played uh, Westworld uh, Awakening. It had a funny launch, I feel like, uh, because it was so you know it just came out. It just like here it is and go play it. Uh, as I said at last week's show, uh, Servios wasn't pulling the trigger on the on the launch here. Mm -hmm. It was HBO who just could mm -hmm. do it at any time they wanted. Um, so I feel like the VR community has totally missed this one out. Um, maybe it will live up when Westworld comes out and people start talking about it again. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's the tactic here. Um, although, you know, they got funded by HBO to make the game. So it's not like sales mm -hmm. matter that much, I think. Um, but um, yeah, I played it. Um, it's scary, uh, just like the show itself. Um, David warned me. He said, like, you know, I played it and I, I stopped after a few levels. I'm like, well, don't tell me that this is, you know, creepy because then I don't. <laughs> like, the moment people say, like, yeah, it's really terrifying, blah, 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 it gets only worse, you know? I just want to jump in and do it. Um, and yeah, so basically, it's hard to talk about the game itself because, you know, it, it starts <laughs> off very. It became so emotional. Like, you were like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. It's hard to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> post traumatic stress. <laughs> no, yeah. it's. Be yeah. Yeah. Also, also, that's also playing here. Um, no, it's, it's like, you know, it's basically you have these deja vu moments all the time because you play as a host. That's all I can say. And you relive scenes just like the hosts would do in the show. If you'd never watched the show, I don't think this is that fun to play. I have, I don't think you have an idea of what this is all about. And they are also not trying to take you by the hand if you never watched the show. So did, did everyone watch it here, actually? Mm -hmm. Has no. everyone seen I, Westworld? Yeah. So yeah. the original Westworld, I Oh, the old lot. school one. The, the old school one, yeah, with the old Brenner. Um, was oh. was excellent. It was really good. It was a, a film. Um, I've never seen the show. And actually, had I been on last week's podcast, this is what I would have been talking about. Because I played Westworld for a couple of hours. And actually, I, I purposefully went in not having seen the recent series. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to pollute me. I thought they did a really good job. So I'd actually maybe just counter your statement to say that if you if you know nothing of Westworld, that it's no good for you. I, I still think that you get the gist of the game mm -hmm. kind of by an hour in. And so, the way that it unfolds then is pretty good. And the graphically, it's a pretty so, decent so game, you, but it's heavy. You, it's heavy on your machine. Someone's asking so, if we're on Quest and no. Nate, if you... You've seen the series, right? You've seen the first season or the second season, whatever. Uh, and Nate, you and uh, Zim, you haven't. No. What would you say it was the most like? Is it most like the series now? Or is it more like, did you still recognize a lot of stuff from the movie that you used to see? Mm. I, I'm going to guess it's more like the series. More like yeah. the series, yeah. Yeah. The, sure. the, the, okay. yeah. Um, you can see it was like if they had just made the game off of that movie to bring it into modern times. That's the kind of blend it felt like, uh, but the, it wasn't a reboot of the original film. Oh, okay. Didn't follow like no, it, the original plot. No, it, like there were certain environments that I was like, oh yeah, this is from the you know the the series, but it's like a side story because the series tells the it does tell the story of like the hosts as well, but this one of course only is about the host that you play. Mm -hmm. Well, in Westworld in general, it's like all these characters together, and this one tells just that one. A specific okay, story okay. but uh, it, it it looks good you know it it plays very well um if you get got a good machine i i agree uh i don't think this is gonna come to quest i know everyone wants to have everything on quest although sometimes we are surprised by you know red matter for example works as mm -hmm. well so you never know but it would be a toned down version but yes i 
again, I, I would say that if you have not watched this show, you could play it, but it's it's dialogue heavy and there are certain hints towards the show that are more enjoyable if you kind of know what's going on. Um, but yes, you, you, you could play it, but it just starts in season two. If this game started at season one, you get a more full overview of what this all is all now all about. Uh, Simply Chris is asking uh, if this is only available on the Oculus Store. No, it's, it's also on Steam. On Steam. Well. It's on um, Steam and as well, yeah. uh, I played it on the Valve Index and I was a bit scared because at the start, the tutorial showed me uh, old school Vive controllers. And I, huh. like, I recently jumped into Rec Room as well. And I can tell you, like, I played it with the Valve Index. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. It just didn't work. They didn't map it for. But Valve is the system now where the community can map for every game. Although it's kind yeah. of strange that, you know, it's just not supporting well, they, I mean, any... They did that for the, for the Steam controller, and it worked brilliantly for that. I have mm, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was a little bit afraid that they would implement this kind of system as well for, uh, yeah. for Steam. So, But it, it is... It should be implemented natively by by exactly. You know, the devs. This shows once again that that Valve also has almost no partners. Even Servios is like, you know, we we don't have to make you know a tutorial for the Valve Index controllers. Yeah. They work the same, but it just showed the picture of an old Vive controller, and that yeah. says enough about the priority developers also have. True. I, one thing I wanted to say about this game, though, um, Nathan made the point at the beginning that it was odd that it dropped just like out of the blue. And I thought that was a bit odd because it's a quality title. And actually, it's probably my, I think, I think it's probably Servios' best all-rounder um, as, a, as, as a kind of a, a VR package. They, they do a lot of things really well, including mm. the level of detail of all the objects, items, news articles, oh, yeah. photos, the linkages, and the way yeah. things appear without being too like HUD-heavy. Especially um, as like Servios yeah. is a studio renowned for its like arcade Arcades, games. Yeah. This is a very... Far departure from an arcade game. But have yeah. you played this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, how do you cut this down into an arcade fifteen minutes? You, I don't yeah. see how you can. That must be a no. very different cut. Yeah. True. Of this game, it's it's it's. You Is can it... see that they like this the engine they they have and and all the stuff they added to it. Uh, they can make so many great games at the moment with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and and you don't see that many studios that actually have you know an engine that just works like because The Walking Dead on Slot. It feels the same way the the way you you play this game. It's not yeah. as arcadey, but it just you know the way the hands move, the way you grab stuff. It's the same deal. So it seems like they they have a formula now. Mm. And I mean, this studio they made like four or five games this year already. And 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 I always salute them for not making them suck. Although you know, Battlewake was a bit, you know, and also Electronauts could have you know been promoted better, could have you know spent more time on. But overall, they never you know. Our shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Yeah. Fair enough. That, that was one of the reasons actually why I, I haven't tried it yet because I, I, I did think it was going to be like an arcade experience again. So I'm actually quite thrilled to hear that it's not an yeah. arcade experience. Uh, not at yeah, all. Not it's at definitely all. story driven. I think you'll I think you'll like this one, Rowdy. Um, okay. yeah, I just haven't had time to play it myself all the right. way through yet. I think it, yeah. the one thing I would say to people is take your time. Enjoy the environment. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the bits. Like it, take it at a Western pace, and I yeah, think it will it, sing for you a lot better. It yeah. screams on the go. Open a couple of beers. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it screams for that too. You know the environments. They they have so many Easter eggs, so many hidden secrets that you can explore. Yeah, they, no. If you're if you're a big big fan of the show, this is this is awesome. Yeah. Cool, cool. What about you then, Rowdy? What have you been up to? Let me guess. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> short. I've been playing Pavlov. <laughs> wow. uh, but you're still I, having again, fun with that like, game. Uh, 
I think it's it's almost like the only game game that I'm playing at, at the mm. moment since it's it's just it's I find it brilliant. Like even like even playing it by myself if I don't find any people to play with or fun people to play with, yeah. I just play with bots match and uh, match and um, I, I still have a lot of fun. They introduce some new weapons in there. You have this like Mac Ten, so I'm I'm going like Hitman style now with like two two revolvers or whatever. I, I have so much fun in that game and all of the different game modes like. Yeah, something but that, that I gotta ask you a question, like. Rowdy, because because last week's yeah, sure. podcast, you said spines and hands flying off. Is that really yeah. in the base game, Pavlov? Yeah, they're gory now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're very gory. Very, wow. very. That is a gore update. Yeah, Wait, that's, that's not they, a Halloween they, update. That's like the huh. like every every game that you yeah. play. It's it's the same deal. You can turn yeah. it off, but it's it's like the standard now. That's yeah. just yeah. a weird like that's such a weird design decision because they were very serious in a counter-strike way. source you yeah. know of vr and now they're going that way i, I gotta see it. what do you think about that rowdy is that do you um, leave it on is it something you like or is it something you think detracts from the experience um i don't think it detracts from the experience it doesn't also add anything for me um mm. i mean it makes it more visceral like it makes it more like you know when you when you get a hat shot and you see the hat literally fly off that gives like maybe like oh man that was cool but <laughs> At the same time, I'm like, it, it is. It isn't really that necessary for me. Mm. The gratuitous, yeah. like, like this week is a rare week. Like, I actually got to play Pavlov myself. Um, GT Game Tag, who was on the show uh, on a previous episode, uh, he invited me to play the Call of Duty Zombies like workshop, like mm. community mod for it. Sure, that was actually a lot of fun. You know, like you know, barricading your windows and you know, getting enough money wait, to buy wait, your guns. Which uh, which game mode did you play? It was like Call of Duty Zombies. Oh, okay, that's cool. It's, it's actually one of the ones that I actually haven't tried yet. It's called mm. Nacked, uh, yeah. but it is like essentially Call of Duty Zombies. But I thought it was pretty oh, fun. Yeah. So in the chat, simply Chris is exposing Rowdy. He says spoiler. So if you don't want to hear a spoiler about Rowdy, then uh, well, this is your moment. Okay. Uh, he says uh, Rowdy likes to hug people a lot in Pavlov VR. Oh, I saw this. It is this. his favorite he, thing. Yeah, I, I, he was going like the striking vipers route. You know, I saw shut up, Mike. We're not going to talk that. about that. So <laughs> Rowdy, Rowdy is missing the social interaction, and then. He, you know, he sometimes wants to hug people in VR. That was, that was never yeah. meant to be recorded. It's okay. When we're at Oculus Connect, we'll all give you a big hug, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Imagine um, like Rowdy walking around at OC with like a little, you know, like free hugs. Yeah, hug, <laughs> hug me. Hug me yeah. in VR, please. I, I need to get a t-shirt like that. I love yeah. to get a hug in OC6. If, if, if anyone sees me in OC6, come give me a hug. Free hugs. I need one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, I didn't actually play that much this week. Uh, I played a bit of No Man's Sky. I played a bit of Dirt Rally 2. Mm-hmm. played a bit of Beat Saber. Uh, but mainly I've been working behind the scenes on a, a VR 180 uh, video for the channel because um, I got my silver play button award this week. Ooh, show it. Congratulations. Show it. See it in the background. Yeah, nice. Um, mm. Nice. Super shiny for uh, 100,000 oh. subscribers. Oh, you can see uh, yourself in that play button too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can stare at yourself. Zim has one too. (laughs) You can see it. So that's super nice. Um, So yeah, I've been doing a special video for that. So that's kind of been taking up most of my time. So kind of one of those rare weeks I don't play that much. But um, I just kind of wanted to share that my highlight of the week this week was actually uh, the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, John Carmack. I don't know if any of you guys caught this. Yeah, I listened. Actually, um, I had it on my to-do list. 
yeah. then you commented about it and I bumped it up the list and I made sure I'd, I'd do it before the podcast. So. Yeah, exactly. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Joe Rogan, he does an excellent podcast called The Joe Rogan Experience. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes as well. He basically interviews like loads of celebrities, famous people, uh, people like Elon Musk, one of my other favorite episodes. So <laughs> great. definitely go and check that out. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but this week he finally was interviewing uh, John Carmack. Um, and apparently this has been in the works for a long, long time, but there was a lot of red tape apparently, which slowed things down, but they finally got that cleared and he was able to go on the show. Uh, John Car- Carmack, of course, is the CTO of Oculus, creator of the classic Doom and Quake. And right now he's very much uh, involved in the, the mobile VR aspect uh, in Oculus. So he's he had a big hand to play in the Oculus Go and the Oculus Quest. Yep. Um and yeah, he was on the show and it was great to get a, an insight of, of his mind a little bit, really. We didn't learn anything new in terms of stuff that they're working on right now. Obviously, they're going to save all those announcements for mm-hmm. Oculus Connect. But something that I did pick up on that kind of got me thinking a little bit was that um, he was talking about augmented reality and mm-hmm. that he was quite skeptical of the technology, uh, particularly pointed the finger at Magic Leap, saying that they were kind of like overselling the dream and under-delivering. Um, kind of. <laughs> which I thought was great, uh, which is solid, you know. And then he also like pointed out that Microsoft are going a different route with the HoloLens too and really sort of focusing on business rather than consumers, which yeah. he thinks is a smart way to go right now because the, the technology hasn't matured enough. Yeah. And then um, he did start talking about like, you know, the real life applications of VR, uh, AR and how they, they would look. And he was saying that basically we're just far too far away from the technology looking good for people to wear it. And this is what mm-hmm. kind of got me thinking because... A while ago, Oculus teased that AR would be a presence at Oculus Connect 6, which they've never really mentioned in their... Correct, they did, yeah. They've never really mentioned that in their invite before. So we're thinking, oh, maybe they might, they've got an AR headset in the works, and that was kind of my first thought. Mm-hmm. But now thinking about it, after what you said, I'm thinking that whatever they announce uh, you know, at the end of the month at Oculus Connect will be AR features added to both the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Rift S using their pass-through mode. Nice guess. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're spot on the money, I'd, I'd say, Mike, with that, because especially because you're, you're backed up by Carmack's comments. But I, I don't know about you, but that podcast to me, I mean, I, I kind of go in with gritted teeth anytime I go to a, a Carmack presentation, or because he can run on like a feckin' train that's gone loose. But th- I found him to be very... Um, and I don't think it was Joe Rogan necessarily massaging him into place. He did a very good job of staying succinct, pausing yep. when he should. Maybe at the yep. end he went a little wild. But um, the rest of it was like, how many ways is John Carmack cool? I, I do recommend people spend the two and a half hours because, Jesus, this guy. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not even going to spoil it. But he goes through all these punctuation marks of his life. And it's like, fucking dude, you've <laughs> done a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a variety of, of subjects. Like you said, like games, rockets. Ferraris, <laughs> jujitsu, uh, you know, like, so if you're interested in learning more about him, then uh, I'd urge you to check it out, but just be aware that you're probably not yeah. going to get any like spoilers yeah. of what he's working on right now. If, if you want to hear an honest man talk about tech, then uh, that's your way to go. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, so yeah, that's what uh, my highlight of the week is this week. So let's jump into some news then. And uh, the first bit of news this week is about Beat Saber, uh, because the team at Beat Games dropped a new update this week across all of the headsets. And this adds six 
three new tracks and uh, some new features as well. Mm. Uh, some of the new tracks include, uh, I'll, I'll read out the names and uh, the, the people that made them. Uh, Origins is the first track. It's actually made by uh, Yaroslav Beck and Jan Islavsky, mm. who are actually the developers of Beat Saber. Like they, yeah. they made this track in-house. Can, can we can we give a quick shout out to Jan Split for, you know, being one of the masterminds behind the actual success of Beat Saber? Because he's yeah. the one that is always staying in the studio. Yeah, making the game better, updating it. Like I see the rest of the team, you know, traveling a lot, mm -hmm. um, but he's one that is always like super dedicated to. Yeah. So there you go. That's no, true. Like I he, said, he's <laughs> old school mobile dev. Uh, really made some great mobile games as well, like called uh, yeah. Chameleon Run. So if you're interested, go and check oh. that out. Uh, that was under the old game, uh, old developer name called Hyperbolic magnetism which i thought was an amazing studio that name such yeah. a good studio name i don't know it, i kind of want him to go back to that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when they when they when uh, yaroslav came on board and they consolidated it as a beat saber studio they called it beat games makes sense um so yeah, yeah origins is the first track they made it in-house themselves next track is my personal favorite called uh reason for living by mm -hmm. morgan page uh this is kind of like a track that's got some vocals over it mm -hmm. i tend to prefer the tracks with vocals because they tend to hook me a little bit more mm -hmm. i can, can sing along can you sing uh, a little bit of it <laughs> you, you yeah you said you sing along so you, you, don't want that example, you promised us before the podcast started <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> no, you said this no. was the episode we were gonna get if, the song if, no. if we get a hundred likes if we get a hundred likes then uh, I'll do Reason for Living, even though I don't really know the words that much. Um, <laughs> the next one is uh, Give a Little Love by Pegboard Nerds. I know that Zim's a big fan of these guys. So good. Um, you went to see them in PAX at Boston, right? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Free event, and they did an amazing show for like an hour and a half. It was just solid pegboard, and I have so much respect for those guys. I did before, yeah. but seeing them live was like, fucking hey, they put on a good show. I would yeah. definitely pay. I'd pay 150 to see them live again. No problem. Wow, wow. Awesome. Uh, next track is called Full Charge by Pixel. Then you've got Immortal by Slippy. And then the final one is Burning Sand by Boom Kitty. Um, so yeah, some really cool tracks. I, I just think it's great <laughs> that we're still getting this free DLC from them, even though they're releasing paid DLC as yeah. well. So it's kind of like paid DLC, free DLC, paid DLC. That's kind of where they're sort of going with this, which I think is great for the community because you know they're always getting free content, even if they're not paying for it. Uh, but of course... You know, the, the biggest things, the most exciting features that we want uh, still haven't been included yet. Um, they, did in, they did include some custom colors, so you can change your sabers, you can change the blocks, mm. you can change the environments, and you can change the lighting. But, of course, the biggest features we want are the new 360 mode that Nathan oh, got yeah. to try out. Yep. Mm -hmm. And also multiplayer, which they've teased for such a long time now. That's so needed. But, I mean, you know, it, they got to just wait, do it right. And when yeah. it comes out, it'll be a phenomenon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but like I said, it's f completely free and available on pl all platforms now. So go check it mm. out. Some awesome free. new tracks. I yep. like. Also, what is free is the Beat Saber demo itself. So if you have a quest, you can also try Beat Saber if you haven't done it already. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And searching for these demos can be tricky because there's about five or six of them on there. But if you just search demo on the on the store, demo? you'll be able to find them, find them much easier. Yeah. Wait, like, so if you make... search for Beat Saber, you can't find it? Yeah, you can, but I'm just saying all the oh, other yeah, demos no. as well. Then you'll like, get all uh, the demos. Yeah, no, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And, and if anyone doesn't know what Beat Saber is, essentially, if you imagine some colored laser printers coming at you and you've got two very large chopsticks, you just got to take those things down. There you go. There you wow. go. So next up is another Kickstarter campaign, another VR one. 
this time it's called uh, VRGO Mini. Now, you may recall uh, the name VRGO because they've made a previous device yeah. prior to this one. It basically looked like a giant egg. Yeah, let me grab it. Oh, okay. Nathan's oh, going to get one. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you sit on this egg like you're a, a mother hen, and you can basically lean in different directions because it's got like a, a rounded base. Uh, you can lean in different directions, and then that's replicated in-game. So you can use this as a locomotion method. Uh, there you go. So Nathan's going to demonstrate his egg. He's going to sit on it like he's a little mother hen. Um, <laughs> so basically, that was the original product. Um, and you could use it with like the Oculus Go. You could use it with the PC VR headsets. Uh, and also, you could store the headset inside it as well. So it was a place that you could store stuff. Um, but the developers behind this, uh, the main designer is called Joe Ryan. Uh, he's he's actually shrunk down the design to like a disc shaped device that you put on top of your gaming chair so instead of this egg you've just got basically like a, a a little base that you put on your own chair like a stool or a gaming chair and again it has that kind of uh feature where you can sit on it and lean it in a direction and again that'll be represented in the virtual world leaving your hands free so that's kind of an interesting thing hmm. um a new feature of the vr go mini is that it's also got built-in haptics so it's got some got two motors built into it. So if you want some haptics, uh, it can add that through the sound of the game, a bit like uh, the way that B Haptics does, where it converts sound to haptics. Like a butt rumbler. I've been waiting for this moment. A butt rumbler, exactly. <laughs> so, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. The best comment from the day comes from the chat right now. Uh, it's Flipboy side. It says, it looks like Nate is giving birth to a portal turret. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Oh my day. Um, so yeah, that's basically what it is. They've refined it. They've they've shrunk it down to a, a form factor that can just sit on top of your chair. It's on Kickstarter right now. Uh, but let's before we get into any more of the details, let's ask Nasty like like how how regularly do you use this thing and and what do you think of it? I I did try the the locomotion uh, you know uh, software yeah. mm -hmm. and it works. It's great. I actually play Battlefield with it. Okay. <laughs> I also so it's like non non VR game then. No, yeah, non VR. I didn't. I didn't play a VR game you, with it. You literally um, used it for Battlefield. What Battlefield? Yeah, I tried. What? I tried, and and I was driving a car with this thing. It's like so funny, and and I'm like flying a plane is super weird. Um, but I, you know what, I mainly used it for if I played like a a cinematic experience. It's nice to sit on because you can slowly turn around. It's it's really nice to just you know play seated VR with. Yeah, so you used it like for 360 stuff, uh, exactly. but not really for the features that for locomotion. No, not really. But it okay. it is handy, as I said before on last show. If people you know can't walk, like this is. Hmm? Yeah. It's, hang on, a quick question on that. Uh, does the device have any? Um, I remember seeing it in person. I think does it have some like storage or something? Like you can pop the lid yeah, inside. open. Yeah. yeah. So you you got some foam in there to store your headset and bits and pieces inside. Ah, so yeah. the thing, the yeah. egg comes. So for our audio listeners, Nathy's showing us that there's a headset divot that looks right for like a gear uh, VR. It's, it's, maybe it's kind of yeah. like like a VR Kinder Surprise, you know? <laughs> yes. Exactly, exactly. That's a really good way of describing it. I, I'm I'm just wondering how long it will take for it to hatch. <laughs> yeah, squeeze harder, Nathy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this new one, the VR Go Mini, um, it's compatible with uh, all VR headsets on the market right now. Uh, although with the PSVR, just like last week with the Catwalk uh, Loco, you need an adapter for it. Um, but overall, I think, you know, I'm, I'm again, like last week's, uh, you know, Catwalk Loco, I'm, I'm getting more and more skeptical about these things, you know? 
it's just like the thing i mean it might be handy or it might be um comfortable or it has like probably applications for people in with disability but again it's not it's not real locomotion you know yeah. it's nowhere near real locomotion real locomotion doesn't work that way it mm -hmm. has and I would advise them to like look at maybe in a different direction in, instead of like advertising this as like ah oh, you know the solution to locomotion or like I'm not I'm not saying that they're doing that right now but I hope that they don't like portray this as like you know the solution to locomotion and virtual reality. Well, well that's, th that's what they're saying. They're saying that using a device like this would solve motion sickness. That's kind of one of their main selling points. I wonder yeah, by not it solves motion sickness by not doing well. I I would actually you know hook back to. Uh, what John Carmack said on the podcast of Joe Rogan, where he said he was talking about treadmills, that it breaks the immersion a little bit because you have, yeah. you know. Um, but I still think this is this is like nice to have for some that can't physically walk. Um, yeah, but it's a niche. Saying, like, it's very niche. Portray it, portray it's... it as like a, a different kind of device because I don't mm. think that the, the the audience that is looking for a locomotion solution. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. I mean, yeah, you can solve motion sickness by it, but you're not doing locomotion anymore. But also, I, I would say, I would say that the, the product is almost like a, a few years too late, in my opinion, because it seems like yeah. the, the industry has shifted now. Whereas, you know, when when the Oculus CV1 first released, it was all about seated experiences. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it was all about seated. Yeah. But now, you know, over the years, it, it it's all about moving in your in your physical play space. Now, you know, look at yeah. the Quest. Yeah. You know, that's well, what it's all about. Well, the thing it's is, absolutely that case because like I've I've even basically stowed away or um, cannibalized my butt kicker because I don't really do seated VR almost ever unless there's a specific cockpit game requiring a hotas or something or driving. Mm -hmm. Those are the mm -hmm. only two real applications. Like you said, Mike, the software has gone the way of standing uh, and mm -hmm. most games are best played standing. The one thing I wanted to say about this was looking at it, they're showing it unlike the original egg, which sits on a hard surface and then you know, you're connected against something solid. This thing is being represented and shown as sitting on a cushion. And yeah. so like, won't there be this uh, funky, cushy interlayer, which then you, you know, when, when you get used to learning the controller, maybe you'll have, you'll learn that because you're learning your seat or whatever. But I would be thinking if you're not on a, a kind of a more solid mm -hmm. surface, you will lose the ability to kind of easily learn uh, mm. the physical movement that translate it translates into your digital movement so it doesn't look like a great solution although i love the reduced form factor because i would have never touched the original one mm. and this this one i would at least consider because you can stow it yeah. away then there's no way i'm putting an egg in my house but that's <laughs> nice. i mean the, the the main reason why I, I just don't really like these kind of well it's not that i don't like them it's a, there's a wrong choice of words the reason why i'm not a big fan of these kind of products is because like how do you duck yeah. How do you duck? You yeah, need to you, you duck, probably duck, need goose. to press a button, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. for me that is too immersion breaking. Like when I wanna I wanna pick something up from the ground, yeah. I wanna physically duck down and go and pick it up. With these kind of devices, often I don't know how to do it, but you probably have to, yeah, probably have to pr press a button. And I'm just like not, this. I'm just not really for that. Unless it's of course a seated VR experience <laughs> in general. But even things like No Man's Sky, I yeah. usually play them. Uh, Standing. So, so, so that is the one exception. I play No Man's Sky seated. Um, <gasps> yeah, but, but, and, and I think this, this is probably this is where my caveat comes. Like, this is a product that I think might be good for that one game, 
But like the cyber shoes that I only thought was good in Doom VFR, I wouldn't use it for anything else. So that's the that's the rub with this. I think. Also, there's my another big, like there's so many of these products everywhere. There's another thing though to think about because like if you're a, we're all relatively slim built dudes, if you're a really hefty dude or lady, right? I wonder how much weight this can take without breaking the device that you're sitting on. Because the egg, no, obviously it's designed as a chair and it could probably yeah. take 350 pounds. But I wonder that little you know, a little yeah. flattened it's an interesting disc that point. they're selling. Because yeah. in the end of the day, you're not going to buy it if you're going to crush it in the end. And that's a that's a consideration if you're a heavier set person. You know? Yeah, I'd love to know what people think in the chat, by the way, but I'll yeah, just uh, go over the Kickstarter sort of campaign sure. and how it's done so far. Um, so far, it's raised uh, 17,000 British pounds because it's a British company, by the way. Um, and its goal is 20,000. So it's only 3,000 pounds away from its uh, goal. It's got 26 days left to go. Uh, it starts at 119 pounds uh, for the Viago Mini without the haptics included. If you want the haptics, then the model costs 149 pounds. Uh, they'll be shipping worldwide and shipping out by the end of March next year, apparently. All I, all I want to say is don't hate hate on my egg, okay? Yeah. Well, the, the people in the chat are saying Stacy Ray is saying Nathy, come on, push, push. <laughs> <laughs> this is my. I've got to. Sorry. Simply Chris says that I'm waiting for Nathy to say, my precious, oh, my while precious. holding that egg. Yeah. No, this is my portal egg. Now, I'm actually going to call it the portal egg. I like it. It's a cool name. <laughs> I should put like an Aperture logo on it. I think it would totally finish it. Yeah. Also, more... we're uh, half away to 100 likes, Mike. Oh, nice, oh nice. yes. Keep it going. We need to hear Mike in the song. So like, you know, although I, I think it's great that there's more companies out there developing these little accessories and niche products for me, you know, they did actually reach out to me and asked if I wanted to try it out, but I just said I wasn't that interested in this one. Uh, but I am more interested in the catwalk loco, which we talked about last week, but I just thought it would be worth mentioning. It's a little bit different, a little bit unique, spark some conversation. <laughs> very, yeah. So let's move on to something that is, I think, very cool, very interesting. And this is a No Man's Sky flight stick mod made by the community so what? freaking cool no. i saw this on the oculus subreddit this week um because a lot of people like me and you guys are still really enjoying no man's sky i think we're just going to continue playing this game forever i don't think it's ever going to end um and it's no surprise because the game is awesome and the updates coming out of hello games to continually support this the game is insane like every yeah. time i fire up steam there is a, an update for no man's sky it's nuts um but one of the things that the community have really been asking for is HOTAS support, especially in VR, uh, because they want to add to the immersion. They've probably already got a flight sick HOTAS set up for like Elite or whatever else they play. And it's great for when you're flying your ship, right? But of course, in No Man's Sky, you're not in the ship all the time. You're like exploring planets and, you know, doing little quests and harvesting and mining and building things. So it doesn't really make sense to have HOTAS support in the game. However, a really clever fellow, you're going to love this name, by the way, by the name of Cookie Muncher UK. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, on the Oculus subreddit, he posted a picture of a mod that he made. We actually 3D printed it to solve the problem. So for you audio listeners that can't see the, the images that we're showing or the website or whatever, I'll describe it for you because it's basically a 3D printed mount, which you strap to your chair arm. So you strap it with Velcro and it's stuck there. And then on top of that mount is a magnetic ball, like a magnetic ball joint. And then you've got a cup that slips over your controller, a bit like uh, the ProTube cups. And then mm. you can magnet that onto the ball joint. So then you've got a static joystick that you can manipulate and move around mm. 
whilst it's stuck to your chair, which is really cool. But then when you need to, you can just pop it off and use it like a traditional controller. The, the only thing that I'm a bit worried about with this design is like, because I see that like the Velcro straps go around yeah. the, the thing. I think if you like push forward at a certain point, they will like slide off or if you mm -hmm. keep on pushing forward. But I would have done it. I would have used like 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 a crank or something like uh, oh. something that you could like crank Dr it drill it. straight through your no. viewer. <laughs> <laughs> not, yes. not, not drill, but but something. Oh, like, like a clamp, actually, like a clamp. Yeah, I know what you mean. Here. Yeah, uh, like something like like this. Oh yeah, yeah okay. It's an integral okay. part of uh, Rowdy's PC. It's not going to work. <laughs> 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 no show next week, boys. <laughs> no, I, I, I know what you mean, like a clamp. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I so think, he's I showing think... us a C-clamp. It's an adjustable C-clamp. What does that come from? Is that a mount for a camera or something? No, that's for a headphone, actually. Oh, that... uh, oh, where did you get that? I need one of those. More brilliant. multiple of those. Okay, anyway. You know, all you need is flex tape. It's so simple. Flex tape. Um, but uh, are there, like, is this guy who, like, 3D printed this stuff also planning to do other controllers, like maybe the Vive ones, or maybe the, I don't know what controllers? Um, he, possibly, because he's got an Etsy shop where he sells uh, 3D printed parts. So he oh, also, yeah. he sold a 3D printed adapter for the Quest, so you could use the oh, Vive. Yeah. Uh, so can request stuff as well at his wait, place. Possibly. Wait, an Etsy shop? So this guy already sells to lonely single ladies? Exactly. I mean, this yes. thing could totally be modified. Anyway, I'm gonna kind of go there. But... So, so he does have an Etsy shop. I've linked it in the description down below, by the way, if you want to Jesus. check it out. Uh, because he's only selling these for £21.99, which wow. I thought was actually a pretty good price. Hmm. Um, and the thing is, like, because of all the interest from the subreddit, he's like rapidly getting this backlog. So now he's already got a two-week backlog if you want to buy one. Um, it's also, uh, Onikaze says that it's also in Thingiverse. Yeah, so if you People want to 3D print it yourself and make it yourself, you, you certainly can. Um, but cool. one of the things that I think is uh, a limiting factor of this design is that it doesn't spring back in any way. So a traditional joystick would center itself, if you know what I mean, uh, like a HOTAS would. Um, so that's the only limitation, I guess. But mm. I do know, here's a little scoop for you, that the team at ProTube are working on their own solution to this, mm. utilizing the cups that they already use for the ProTube rail system. Those are amazing cups. Those yes. are the best cups ever. So if you've already got ProTube mounts for the Vive, uh, the Valve Index, or the Vive, or your, you know, Oculus, Oculus Quest, or yeah. Go, uh, not Go, um, or Rift, original Rift, then it's going <laughs> to having a Go. One. It's going <laughs> to be compatible. Go there's a <laughs> Could, though, there's that end space in games yeah. like that, or there are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, No Man's Sky VR true. on the Go confirmed. Although oh, I guess you would need to take the Velcro and like strap it, it around your thigh <laughs> and it would it, and then someone walks in on you and you're doing this thing with this thing strapped to your thigh oh man what if, a we, if, we, if we can go that deep can we then also have one for the oculus remote that came with the cv1 yeah this one yeah yeah that one <laughs> or for the xbox controller yeah exactly oh wow um, oh god so okay. there you go so yeah some Classic. cool little mod uh made by the community but uh there is an official one being worked on by protube if you want to wait a little bit longer but i really like the idea of this i really want to try one out because I'm, yeah. I'm getting into no man's sky so yeah uh, i thought it was an interesting one to share with you guys nice nice find nice find yeah next up is if you're like me and you sold your kidney or a kidney to an afford to afford a new valve index and you're a bit <laughs> disappointed with the lack of content right now because you know these shiny new controllers there's no real games out there that take advantage of them which is a, a real shame uh there is something that came out oh, this week that will you're keep gonna you enlighten us now yeah for a little bit longer 
Don't get too excited. Just keep you busy for a little bit longer. And that's because the lab has been updated to add full index mm. controller support to the lab and has now got hand interactions. So this update is called uh, the hands-on update. And like I say, it adds individual finger tracking support when using the index controllers. And they're using the same hands that they used in the Aperture Hand Labs experience from Cloudhead Games. So they're now in the lab. Mm. Um, the sure. physics, yeah, the interactions, <laughs> they've, they've all been completely overhauled apparently to use these new hands now, because of course, before you were like kind of like telekinesis grabbing stuff. Yes. Uh, now you can actually physically pick items up, manipulate them, put them together, throw them around. That kind of thing makes me so nervous, though. I mean, I wish this news was was something uh, that made me think positively. It makes me think negatively if Valve themselves have taken this long to add support to a game that was really a demo. If that if it's that difficult to do, how many devs are going to do the heavy lifting for the Index controllers? I mean, I know there's a lot of people who yeah. have the Index. The Index is a great headset. A lot of people like the Index controllers. I'm not one of them, but um, I still I get nervous about. It's the same thing that took down. Um, uh the streaming guys uh anytime you've got this kind of api layer that you have to customize to be able to get the physical thing to work or the software bit element to work that middle layer piece is such a problem so ugh, this news makes me nervous more than happy the, the thing is as well it wasn't even valve that implemented this oh, it was no. it was zubaloo it's actually it was actually it was zulubo and zeit zubaloo yeah and zeit that the, made the, it and and the hands were designed by uh by Asbonkum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was the team behind Vertigo that, that basically they, they, put this they, together. They are they are the like only heroes out there. Yeah, they, they, keep, yeah. keep the heroes. light, you know, burning. I, yeah. I'm telling they, you, if, if if that Vertigo team doesn't end up, you know, as Valve staff, then Valve's doing something wrong. <laughs> um, they're, they're very close, so I wouldn't be surprised. But um, but yeah, so now you've got uh, updated physics. They've also updated the directional audio, so it can take a, advantage of the, nice. the amazing audio of the index because that is a standout feature. Okay. Also, uh, the experience can run at higher refresh rates and higher resolutions uh, to take advantage of the index right. again. And the lab is completely free after all. It's mm. on Steam. You know, if you haven't tried it already, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. It's just fun to play around with. Uh, it mm. does work with any headset, including this new update. It does work with any headset, so it doesn't matter what you've got. You can have a great time uh, trying this out. Okay, yeah, you, I, you saved that one for me, Mike, because when you mentioned okay. the audio, <laughs> it's like you okay. saved you saved the bits at the last just to, to turn me around. So yeah. uh, uh, anyway, I'm I'm glad that someone's done it. I don't know if that was a um, you know, like franchisee type thing where they're like, can you guys help us with this? Or if it was a passion project where they're like, can we help you with this? Mm, and they say, yes, it doesn't matter which way it went, but um, I'm glad I'm they've done it. I'm sure Gabe and money helped, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not like he's short a quid or two. True. Um, but yeah, I just, I just like, please, can we, can we get some information about these Valve Index games? Like, can the we also get some information about the controllers yes. as well? Please. Um, because I like, I bought broken controllers. Yes. Um, I'm sad. I, I said that we wouldn't get triggered about Valve, though. But I just want to say one more thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> because the, oh god. The, because the current rumor right now oh, is no. rumor Please. after all. Oh no. But, but oh, apparently, not this. Left for Dead. Is it Left for Dead in the it can't be true. I knew it. It can't that, be that true. Valve, that Valve are gonna drop the announcement during Oculus. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> They're gonna drop the announcement about one of their games at least during Oculus yes, Connect. Sure. Well, they are big during, trolls. During I mean, Oculus Connect. Yeah. What's the yeah. source of this rumor then? Uh, like, it's just, yeah, me. Is, um, is it Cookie Munchie uh, sixty eight who uh, posted they, this? They are, they are good trolls though. Like, remember, we were all they, at PAX, and then they dropped the index news. Uh, and yeah. also, when uh, the Rift S news came out about the, you know, not having a manual IPD adjustment, 
Valve mm-hmm. came out with this picture like, oh, look what we've got, manual IPD no, adjustment. Uh, so, honestly, it would be perfect timing if they did it because, you know, then everyone's walking around the floor and Oculus doing the thing they don't want you doing, talking about the competitors' games. Yep. So they should yep. so yep. do it. That's smart. Yep. Even, even on the live stream when Mark Zuckerberg told us when the Quest and, and, and you know, Rift S were going to launch, Valve was also uh, pulling some tricks. That's right. They were trolling in the F8 as well. I mean, yeah. I, I like the trolly, cheeky internet thing, but in the world of real business, it's, it's actually a bit disrespectful to do that, I think. Um, yeah. They could just, you know, launch it the yeah, day before, launch do, it do, the day after. Yeah, the day of is pretty cheeky, you know. Ah, don't be so the, boring, Zim. Come on. <laughs> the gamers, the gamers don't Why care. They, they do just it. want to play the best thing ever. Yeah. Gavin's got no no chill. No chill. <laughs> Gavin's got no chill. Gavin doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, that, I, I would find it hilarious if all of a sudden like Gavin would have bought like a ticket to OC six as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see him shuffling around the floor. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to shake his hand. Um, I so think yeah. you would pass out if you touch his hand. Yeah. Because there's a certain works. energy in this man that no one has ever felt before. Yeah, true. So that is the lab. Go and check it out for free on Steam. Updated now with some new uh, cool features. Final bit of news this week, uh, because last week, Nathy had to deliver the sad news that uh, the upcoming VR stealth game, Spire oh. 1, had been delayed and wasn't going to hit its uh, August release window. Yeah. But we had an update this week from the team at Digital Load, uh, giving us a release date of the 24th of September. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. They 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 did a little video. Um, I think it was great that they did a video. They apologized way too much though, in that video. <laughs> like I, I didn't feel like they needed to apologize that much. It's a month, uh, lads. They, it's just a yeah, month. It's fine. The community understands, and and definitely this is one that's worth waiting for. That it's uh, fully cooked and and freshly baked out of the oven when it comes out. Plus. You get Killing Floor for free, Killing Floor for free. Yes. If you pre-order Aspire on Steam. 1. Yes. Killing Floor is not bad. That's a good multiplayer game, anyway. So. It's a great game. Like me and Nathy had a lot of fun playing that game. Yeah. Um, no, but like yeah. Aspire One is single player, right? Uh, yes, it is. Um, but the Killing Floor incursion is a co-op game. Yeah. No, that's why I was asking because sometimes they they intentionally couple games together that kind of makes sense. You know, you buy one yeah. as you wait for the other one, then your mate sure. comes in. Yeah. yeah. That's Obviously, fine. it's because they've got this, um, you know, Tripwire publishing Aspire one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, uh, of course, it is coming to Steam, it's coming to PSVR and Oculus Home and the Quest. I do still get the feeling, though, that the Quest version is going to be delayed even further. So I would say <laughs> like, if you're yeah. holding out for Quest, don't like, you know, hold, have everything fingers crossed toes crossed everything crossed because i i don't know i've just got this feeling that that's going to be delayed even further it's probably going to be think? a christmas release you know that's that kind yeah. of thing it's like because they made an earlier statement to say that it'll be out in 2019 well, but... hopefully they don't pull a golem in this case yeah <laughs> I, I, I think it's i think it's likely that steam psvr and oculus will get it but i just don't know about the quest because i, mm. I we know how hard that is you know having spoken to other developers yeah. porting a game to quest is such an like a, a monumental feat that um they of might course, struggle we don't we, we don't know in what phase of development they started developing on the quest because i mean we, we are assuming that it is a port coming from uh from mm. the, maybe they started from the bottom up from uh for the quest as well 
Yeah, I don't mm. think they did, but fingers <laughs> fingers crossed. I, yeah. I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I really do hope they 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 hit it uh, across the board. But either way, yeah. uh, it's coming out on the 24th of September. So put that in your diaries. We're all going to be at Oculus Connect. Exactly. We can't play it. <laughs> we can't even play it. So uh, enjoy it. <laughs> it might be on the uh, floor though. It might be. On yeah, the floor. we'll probably play it on the floor. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, so that is all the news this week. Uh, let's pass it over to Zim to find out about the releases, which is what Hyped. we call anti-news. This is the opposite of news. This is uh, <laughs> this, this is the worst it gets. Right. So the first one, um, I got four for you this week and a few sweeteners at the end. So um, first title is the New York Times. I, I was really surprised to see the New York Times as a developer on a title. This is the New okay. York Times. It, it's got the most colons I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the New York Times, Apollo 11, as they shot it, coming for Rift. Uh, Rift S and, and Rift, and I didn't see any um, any indication that it was on Steam. If it is, I apologize, but uh, very odd kind of game design behind this one. So this launched on the 29th of August. Actually, a lot of things launched last week, and I've cut a few out, but I'll give them an honorable mention as we pass them by, uh, including a couple that are coming out uh, in the future in the next couple of days. So the what you do in this is, um, it's unlike kind of the other... The other Apollo 11 uh, game that we've seen from, uh, who is it? VR Education. Um, mm, where, where it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a little, VR Education's uh, Apollo 11 is is almost a tearjerker. Uh, and if you're a bit of a historian and you like that kind of stuff, learning about how things actually went down uh, with, with, the, with the old astronauts and their mission, then that's a good title to check out. Uh, this, as far as I can tell, is a free title uh and 50 years ago when neil armstrong can't believe it's been 50 fucking years uh became the first human to walk on the moon you follow in their footsteps and you take photographs with that nasa's clunko cam not an official name by the way at the classic scenes to recreate the original mission so you've got this kind of big fat uh camera and you're taking pictures of things like you know steps in the dust of the moon and and uh pictures of the the lunar rant lover rander rander lover <laughs> whatever <laughs> so to me this is a bit like um it's a bit like pokemon snap you know in terms of game design that's why it kind of stood out to me i thought it was worth highlighting i don't know if it's Wait, gonna so be that good. means they're like aliens then <laughs> well you got to catch them all you know you got to catch those yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, i mean what do you catch then you got to catch the buzz armstrong asauruses okay that's okay. it no i think you're just catching photos basically it's kind of like a lineup photo type game as far as i can tell there's no mm-hmm. um trailer for this so it's just uh, it's just photos and it just seems to be in the um in the oculus environment at the moment so i'm keen to try it and compare draw comparisons to vr education but it looks like kind of a short app and something that uh something looks like like out. some kind of educational experience yeah mm. I don't know. But um, yeah, the New York Times actually dipping in and doing a pulling off a VR project. I don't know if that's, that's they see, the way I think this went down is they looked over at BBC and said, shit, they've got like a three-year catalog of, of VR stuff. We've got to catch up, lads. Let's make something quick. What's the easiest oh, yeah. thing we can do? Let's do one where you're I taking so. pictures. Shout out to BBC for making Oogie the Beetle best experience I've ever played. That's awesome. I love Oogie. Did you play that? Yeah, yeah, I played it. My daughter loved it. It's like a beetle and you you, you are the beetle and you go into the story and you learn about wildlife. I think think that seriously is the best thing they made. I remember visit, visiting you like in the Netherlands and you were like, you got to see this game, dude. And I was like getting really hyped and it was this beetle game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my day. It's very exotic too. And and he's he's like, where's Ringo? Where's where's Ringo? 
Yeah. Yeah, Ringo, it's just this other Beatle. Anyway, that was the first game. Second game. Um, this one, doing my utmost, Rowdy, to not mention a certain thing. Uh, mm-hmm. This game appeared on my radar, and it's for Oculus Go. And you're like, why are you doing an Oculus Go game? Well, they've got to get some love, too. So this is called Golden Loft. And this is a very interesting game. Another freebie, as far as I can tell. It's by Matter VR. Dropped again on the 29th of August. So this is already out. You can grab it if you're on Go. Um, and you explore your grandfather's attic and uncover uh, his fascination with what's called the Golden Ratio. This one's all for Rowdy. So through this journey, you will learn about the Golden Ratio in Phi. Dive into the history of the Fibonacci numbers and how they got their name alongside where those numbers appear throughout the world. But most interestingly, you'll discover how all these elements are intertwined and have a fascinating relationship with one another. Um, So you touch on a whole bunch of different things. There's playful elements kind of puzzling in here. It's almost like a room escape, but not a room escape so much, but those are the kinds of elements you can see um, pictured in this game and featured in the description. Um, But, you know, the golden ratio, um, Phi and uh, and and that feature in Golden Loft, and so you got this crazy old um, grandfather who uh, I think has since passed away. You discover his attic, and you go through his things, and you uh, get to learn a little bit about science. So, to our resident scientist, I wonder, does this wet your noodle? Um, it kind of does. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm familiar with the Golden Ratio and the and the Fibonacci sequences, but um, like I, I'm I'm not familiar with like how how solid that goes throughout like everything because the, the thing with with those numbers always is like and that's the thing that i'm a little bit wary of is like how much of it is is it because you look for it and yeah. how much is it because it's really like that of course the golden ratio in itself is yeah. something that is that is definitely there because i i, I remember the example of the nautilus shells the nautilus right, shells. Where like the 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 distance is actually also a fibonacci sequence um so that's uh i mean you see that returning a lot in and in, in, in everything nature in, everything in the universe the, yeah. yeah especially in astronomy um but i mean i i do wonder i mean nobody knows of course what because there's also it's a very weird sequence it's a very weird number as well the golden ratio yeah. so um yeah it, it is in, interesting but <laughs> I, I, i'm not first enough in that kind of topic in oh, order yeah. to really give an opinion on that oh, that's grand what about the other gentleman is that the kind of game you dip into I literally have no idea what you I, guys just I, said. I, so <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew it. No, no, I, I, I do kind of understand it a little bit, but it's, it's way beyond me. I think. I, have you, have, have you seen like uh, or the or read uh, the Da Vinci Code? No. No, because oh, it returns a, a lot on that as well. Is that all about the uh, Illuminati? The Illuminati? <laughs> no. That's, that's yeah. All. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dastardly Illuminati. The, all right. Well, goal, now it's we're going I across platforms. I, I just looked it up what the golden ratio actually the number is, and the number is one point six one eight zero three three nine eight eight seven five. And for some reason, that golden uh, ratio is used in a lot of yeah. Don't equations. don't tell me you don't learn anything from this show. That's that's that's, that's the password of uh, Mike's uh, satellite Wi-Fi uh, router yep. thing. Yeah, you're welcome. But that's that's really weird when they find that kind of stuff in the pyramids, and then they're like, "How did they do this?" And you know, we can't do that in modern buildings. It's all tied together anyway. So we'll move on to the next one. Um, This one's for our PlayStation fans. So for PSVR, there's uh, another one coming out. Still tool inspired. Uh, (laughs) And this is is human anatomy. So um, there's been a number of different different titles like this. Actually, the lab includes a human anatomy type uh, element as well. And one of its uh, modes that Mike mentioned just got a revamp. 
what can I say about it? Uh, if you don't know much about the human body and how we all fit together, this is uh, this is uh, not a bad way to go. You can actually you can actually test yourself on what goes where, which I think would be quite a fun and daunting task. Task maybe I should try that sometime live on stream. I I set that challenge to anyone else who maybe doesn't know that much. Uh, how much do you remember of your high school, you know, uh, biology lessons? Um, so this is pretty nifty. They've got a kind of a slicer, kind of like an MRI that you can pass through. You hold it mm -hmm. like a table and, and pass it through the body to see a cross section. Um, so I think, you know, if you're interested in, in, in the body, you see a lot of things coming to PlayStation. Um, now you can take apart a human. That's pretty wow. cool. So talking about PlayStation VR, I heard that Audica is also coming to the platform. Ooh, I haven't heard that yet. That's pretty cool. Do you know any kind of timeline? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, that was that was heavy news. Best news uh, ever, right? Yeah. yeah. So the last uh, the last of my um, highlights. Uh, a lot of you were were kind of uh, remiss that this was only a PC VR title for the longest time. So on the sixth of September, uh, comes launching, flying into your uh, living rooms, offices, probably offices. PC VR, Falcon Age. So um, mm. most of us have, I think all of us have had a chance to try this one out. Goats, birds, you know, uh, robots. What else? Uh, if, you, if you wanted a, a kind of a pet and a game that you can chill with for kind of five or six hours, along with some kind of basic level crafting, um, not a bad game. Not a bad game. That's coming to PC VR. So um, how is that called? Falcon Age. Have you played yeah. it? I haven't tried that one yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, have you been saving your uh, cherry? Yeah, yeah. But also, it's exclusive to the Epic Game Store. Ooh. Oh, someone's is it? Dropping the dropping the bomb. Ooh. That's a yes. good... That's a, that's a good... What do you think of... No, no, no. We're not going <laughs> to start that again. <laughs> All right. So, a couple of other honorable mentions, and then we're out of here. Uh, 27th of August, Cloudlands 2 dropped on Quest. Anyone try mm. that? No, oh, yeah. not yet. Nope. Okay. That's golfing. Uh, 29th of August, Art Plunge, which looked really interesting. There's been a few of these where you can go into a painting. It's quite short. Um, again, anyone try that? It was on the go, actually, Art Plunge. Okay, good. Previously, yeah. There was a previous title that was a lot like it. I can't remember the name of it, though. It was from about 2016, 2015. Uh, 5th of September, coming up. Sky World, Kingdom Brawl, another one coming on Quest. Again, again. Strategy. Wait, what? And... Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Mike gives a nice sneer. That was a good sneer, Mike. It's like, oh, too, they, too much Mike is like, are they going to seriously try to boot this game again and try to sell it? I, I don't know. Like, I, I love Vertigo games, but this game is like a dud in my eyes. You know, like, I, I really don't like it. But now we had this debate on a previous podcast. Then I went to Vertigo along with Rowdy and we actually got to play it. I don't oh. know if Rowdy did. Um, so I played it. And again, it's probably not my kind of thing. But Skyworld... Um, the original game, which was more of a march across the terrain. Mm. And this one, this is more of like a card battler, are actually independent IP. They're different software. You know, they're not the same mm. game. And we had a mm -hmm. debate before that they were like the same thing and I was getting it all wrong, but I wasn't wrong. And so it doesn't matter. It's coming out on Quest and you're going to like it. No, I, <laughs> just, it's, uh, I, it, honestly, I played it on Quest and it's not something I can see myself picking up you know yeah. it's just it's i think if you're into the strategy board game sphere and you like stuff that's a little bit less intense than it'd be for you it's i'd like something a little bit more gritty um <laughs> two more little quick bits of news before we go back to mike so dirt rally uh for the next day so i hope you're listening to this fast um completing by september 1st you can get 
an humble bundle dirt rally for free i tested this Ooh. and the, the 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 fish hook here is so you get it for free that's not without needing to do something you need to say send me the humble bundle newsletter oh. and so it's a and then typical... you and then you simply unsubscribe afterwards and you can do that but there's a lot of people oh. who won't and then those people will in a month's time get a game and they'll be like oh and they get fish okay. hooked and they'll play. so that's a good it's a good it's a good uh, go for uh, for humble bundle to get some more advertising but the thing that i noticed is once you get the email so once you've signed up for the for the newsletter you get the email again this is over by september 1st so that door is closing very fast if you're in chat go do it now if you want mm, free dirt yeah, rally exactly. great vr racing game absolutely worth doing i did it just so i could get another copy on a different you know steam account um <laughs> always important when you've got family is like you need four <laughs> copies of many games um but the key that you redeem expires by the 5th of september so they only give you five four or five days in which to actually get that key into steam and redeem it so they're being a little cheeky there because there's mm. a lot of people who won't think to go and do that well have ever have you ever heard of like resellers yeah, that's exactly. uh, that's that's why to do it yeah exactly ah, okay so smart. key websites don't start like making profit on a game that was free that's yeah. really yeah. smart okay yeah 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 good yeah. um and then the final bit is that we did hear about our uh borderlands game coming to pc in fall so if you're like me and you were waiting patiently to play that cel-shaded mm -hmm. masterpiece. Uh, it's now coming to PC. You don't have to play it on PSVR anymore. Okay. Forget the 180 limitations and you know the tracking issues you would have had. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to that one. Um, but I have to say, uh, you know, they said fall, and whether that's after until the fall or after after the fall, it's yet to be clarified. <laughs> but officials are reporting. That apparently uh, fall is in the proximity of you fall and the fall. Uh, it's quite oh. so. Wow! <laughs> After the fall and until you fall, I always get confused. Those two freaking games releasing almost like around the same sort of time. That's for me, for me, that's like leap motion and magic leap. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the only one thing about Borderlands Two that I will say coming to PC is that we still don't think that it's going to have co-op support. That's, yeah, which well, people they, they won't be happy about. Yeah, they didn't include that in the trailer, which would have been a major yeah. feature of the PC version, so I don't think it's going to happen. At least you can play Borderlands 3 co-op. True. That's but that's not in VR. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. it for this week. So quick recap. New York Times Apollo 11, Golden Loft, that's probably the one I'm most likely to go into, Human Anatomy, and Falcon Age coming to PC. And uh, with Lovely. that, it's back to our favorite bongo. <laughs> so the first topic this week is about the original Oculus Rift, actually, because as we know, a few months ago, Oculus released the brand new Oculus Rift S, which completely replaced the original Oculus Rift in the lineup. And Oculus said they're not going to be making the original Rift anymore. So pretty much when the stock is gone, it's gone. Now, that's fine. But obviously, as we know, with the Rift S, the biggest issue with this headset, I think it is still a good headset, in my opinion, but there is an issue with it. And that is that it's got a fixed IPD. So for most people, I would say it'll be fine. You know, I think all of us use it and we don't have any issues. Um, I'm on the lower end of the IPD spectrum. I've got like a 60 millimeter IPD. Mm -hmm. um, but there are people out there and I think it is worse if you've got a higher IPD value. Uh, it tends to affect you more that it's going to be out of sync and things aren't going to feel yeah, quite right. That makes perfect sense because if, if it's wider, then you need to look more outwards, which is 
more difficult to do, of course. Right, exactly. And and even the Oculus founder, Palmer Lucky, stated this in a blog post, you know, that the, the fixed IPD with a Rift S just doesn't work for him. Like, he can't use that headset, which is a shame. So if you have a high or low IPD range, then you're not probably going to be interested in the Rift S. You're probably going to be either keeping hold of your original CV1 or yeah. looking for other options. Um, so if you're in this position and you've retained your original Rift and you're going to hold on to it until something better comes along, maybe you're waiting for the Cosmos, for example. Um, the problem is that because these headsets are getting older now, every now and again, you're going to have to replace something. Like I know a lot of people had issues with the audio. Uh, there are fixes out there for that, like bridging. I think it's the ground, mm. uh, you know, on the back of the headset that kind of he works. Is. But is if you want... lucky still doing that as well? I don't think he's he is. doing repairs No, he anymore. is. I, I checked because the audio on my headset's gone. You know how I took the um, headphones off and yep. used it that way for three years? And then I set it up downstairs and I noticed that the audio was on. And I asked, my, asked the same question. I was like, is Palmer still doing this? And as of a month ago, he wasn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah, apparently, you know, you had to sign up for it um, and you had to have an Oculus support ticket as well back then. So I don't it's know how the much they're going to entertain that now. But um, yeah. but yeah, the, the, the issue is that people that, you know, want to buy replacement cables, want to buy replacement headphones for the original Oculus Rift, they're no longer making them. And they're now getting to the point where they're running out of stock of those as well. So you can no longer buy the replacement cables. You can no longer buy the replacement earphones. You can still buy the sensors and you can still buy replacement controllers, but the stocks are going to be super limited. Mm. And really your only option, especially if you're, you've bought into the Oculus ecosystem is, you know, to buy a Rift S or buy another headset and use Revive, mm. uh, which we know can be a bit hit and miss sometimes. Or find um, a friendly scalper named Zim who has an unboxed, <laughs> sorry, totally um, boxed, untouched CV1 sitting right here. Completely untouched. Yeah. I haven't even taken, I haven't even opened the box. Wow. 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 Yeah, I bought it. I bought it just as the European shortages were happening. And I was like, I'm getting one. Cause like the nice. stock market, you buy early, Price goes up, and then yeah. I feed. It so, to somebody. are you sure it's in there though? Yeah, it's freaking. It's the <laughs> same way. Couple of like a rock with like uh, someone sends his regards. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but like the the real question is like, do you, do you think they their servers was long enough? You know, for people that bought into the Rift CV one, or is this like, oh, you know, they really want to kind of force people into their new stuff, or it was it? You know, the CV one had its time, and it's. Yeah, I think I think the CV1 had its time. Like, they did support it for a long, long time. Like, it, you know, you've got to think it's, what, three, four years old now, even? No, um, I, I totally disagree, though, because you could have bought a new CV1 less than a year ago. It's two no, and no, no. a half years ago that it came out, right? Yeah, so if yeah. you bought one recently, then yeah, I get it. That, that's that's a crappy deal. But if you're an original buyer like me, then you know I can't expect Oculus to be serving that headset now. And I sure. would be looking elsewhere anyway. <laughs> if it wasn't for the Rift S, I'd probably bought something else like the Index like I did. Yeah. Um, but it's just a shame that you know it, it's coming to its end of its life now. So I just kind of wanted to highlight that. And that if you're in the market for spare parts, like really the secondhand market is probably your best bet. You know, if, if your cats chew through your cable like so many gas have uh i've seen on, on reddit over the years then you know ebay is going to be your best bet for something yeah. like that because those, I, original cv1s will keep trickling on ebay and stuff in second hand yeah. for not too much money for the foreseeable couple of years yeah exactly exactly but some people were saying like will there be a third party that makes replacement cables but i just don't think the market is big enough uh for a third party to think that's worth their time or money so i wouldn't bank on that 
the secondhand market's definitely going to be your best bet. And like Zim said, there's going to be plenty of them out there if you still need them. But it's just coming to that moment now that the, the rift is really sort of dead almost now in terms of like... Mm if you want to keep it going and it's broken, obviously it's still going now, you'll, you'll be fine for a while to come, but it's just a shame really to see that it's sort of the end of its cycle. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I still think it's premature. I think they're following Apple's model, um, which is yeah. an aggressive product push, very mm. short tail on the yep. older equipment, which, you know, forces you to move on to the new stuff. Um, yeah. Now that said, if you ask me and I've had this conversation over the last couple of weeks, I am not comfortable moving back into CV1 after having used Rift S. But if you're in that category of can't use the Rift S or had to send one back and you were really frustrated and you, now you're still stuck with CV1, but you don't want to go into a different ecosystem, then you don't have many options for now. That said, I think this is a positive sign because the shortage in advance of the announcement, remember the remember the shortage of the announcement prior to the... Uh, prior to the uh, the Quest and the Rift S launching, uh, that happened. That was like a precursor indicating that there was news to come. And we're only a month away from Oculus Connect Six, so maybe there's going to be something for those people. Well, I think I think one day we will get another another Rift, like a, a Rift Two, like the official second generation Rift, uh, because obviously the Rift S is like a 1.5 stopgap headset, not even really made by Oculus, it's made by Lenovo. Um, but I think it's going to be a while yet. I think I think maybe we might see some some really tease early it. tech demo stuff. I think next. they're going to tease it, is what I think yeah. is going to happen. I'm not saying they're going to launch it. I think they, No. Because they usually It'll... have at least a year cushioning before... Exactly. You know, and yeah. I think it's probably not even probably won't even be out for OC seven to be honest. It'll probably be like a Christmas mm-hmm. twenty twenty job trying to fight off of you know whatever Apple's going to launch in twenty twenty. So yeah, yeah, but exactly. that's, that's that's also mainly because standalone is is doing so well. Yeah, but I would also suggest that whatever comes next from Oculus will have a, a, a manual IPD adjustment. It won't be fixed. I, I really do think the Rift S they dropped the ball on that uh, a little you bit. You think that? I, I think it's a solid headset, but I, I do think having no, a fixed IPD. That, I, I mean, I, I probably agree with you that the technology is, is an improvement, but like, if, if we look at the direction that Oculus has been heading, is in making the setup easier, making the setup easier. And if you have a, 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 a manual adjustment that you need to do, I think that will complicate the setup. And I don't think that they want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that actually what they want to do is uh, they want to eventually get some form of like an eye tracker in there and then yeah. digitally yeah. adjust the IPD like that. I yeah, that, that would totally make sense. Well, they, they, yeah. they, they'll like go it, for it. In case Rift S, they could have done a better job at even finding that in the first place or like uh, reminding people more of what IPD is, explaining what IPD even is all about because some people have never heard of this word before. Hmm. So, I mean, educating people in that sense is, is the first step. Yeah. It's the ice cream police department, right? Even even before buying it, because if you look look at the store, you would you would probably not know what you're buying into, and you have to find out when you finally have it if your eyes even fit into this headset. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, most people who find out it's not for them, they'll have to return it. Yeah, 
Exactly. And they sometimes it, well, don't even know why that's me. the case. I, I, I don't fit in the in the range that they provide. I don't fit in the range of the HT5, and I don't fit 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 in the range of the Oculus. So I'm I'm oh, below right. all of them. Yeah, but, you're, you're, wow, I'm just a weird. weird head, Rowdy. Yeah, you're, you're you're a family of like like hammerhead sharks or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. the opposite. I'm the like opposite. the, oh, uh, the, the, the rodent family. Yeah. Rodent yeah. family, exactly. He's, he's got the IPD of a squirrel. We're all we're all unibros. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a shame, you know, that, that these things are happening. If people still own a, an original CV one, you know, they're running out of time, but yeah. it was inevitable that this was going to happen eventually, but it is time, only three months away. Time to open MUCM now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I do think, like I said, the second generation one will hopefully have a manual IPD adjustment or like Rowdy suggested something automatic with eye tracking. That'd be really cool as well. Yeah. You never know. We all might have some fresh news from Oculus Connect in a matter of what, three weeks now. So yeah. fingers crossed for that. I'm also, looking forward uh, to the, the rooms idea that Nathie mentioned earlier, though, because I still remember about three years ago now when Palmer said something about having a Christmas party in VR, you know, and having everyone <laughs> over that way. I, that still hasn't become, you know, a thing. And it's surprising yeah. we're so far along. Quick update um, in the chat. They are uh, constantly, you know, hunting down for likes uh, because they want Mike to sing. So, Mike, you <laughs> know that if we do hit this, you have to do an attempt on singing something you don't really know sure. how it even sounds. <laughs> sure. Right. I'll put my I'll put my uh, my my mind, body, and soul on the line for the show. <laughs> Love it. Um, Love it. But you want to know your... how many we still need to? You yeah. Know, sure. Get? Tell me. So we uh, need twenty nine likes. Okay. So. Well. You... Be quick because you're running out of time is all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so let's talk about our final topic this week. And this is kind of a, a bit of a change of the mood. You know, I know it's a sort of lighthearted show. We have a lot of fun on the show, but this is something that's pretty disappointing and something that I saw this week that I was a bit like, oh, this really sucks. This is really bad. And I thought it was important that we talk about this on the show because, you know, like we're four generic white dudes talk about VR every week. Despite that, though, we do promote diversity and more importantly, safe working space, free of harassment within the gaming industry, not just VR, but the gaming industry as a whole. And I think it is important that we raise this 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 subject uh, because you know not many people are talking about this in the VR space right now. And I would say that it's, it's pretty significant news. Um, but basically this all came about, this, this whole story started, if you're not familiar with this, uh, I'll go through it all from the beginning. Uh, but this story all started uh, this week when a programmer from the gaming industry named uh, Caitlin Burnell. She made a, a comment on Twitter uh, about the gaming industry as a whole and just saying that, you know, why uh, do people serve alcohol at gaming events? Um, because during these gaming events that she's attended as a programmer, as part of the industry, uh, she's been like inappropriately uh, touched by drunk attendees, basically. And it kind of makes her wary of attending such events mm -hmm. in the future. And from that point of view, you can be like, yeah, I can completely understand uh, why you'd want to avoid these events if that's your experience in the past. And, you know, something like that's awful and I wouldn't want anyone to experience something like that. And basically that tweet then spurned others um, from the industry sharing their stories on Twitter. And this happened to include uh, Autumn Taylor, who, if you don't know, she's the marketing director at Alchemy Labs. Mm -hmm. Alchemy Labs are a great studio. They've made a you know, vacation uh, and job simulator, Rick and Morty virtual reality, uh, reality make some amazing games, well-respected uh, developer in the VR scene. And, and I'll basically just read out the thread. This is what, this is what she said, because this, this st story really sort of uh, took me by surprise. So 
She said in response to this, uh, my experience in the games industry with this actually led to me leaving, changing my major in college. VR roped me back in, but this was still a constant reality. Being hit on at developer meetups, harassed and belittled for being a young woman and touched inappropriately. I remember attending GDC while I was still in college and the frustration at having to pass interactions to determine if someone was genuinely excited about VR and games or if they just wanted to hit on me. It's so dehumanizing to be on the other end of that. I remember at the same GDC attending a VR party and meeting a founder exec of a well-known VR hardware company who offered to show me some unreleased demos. I was so excited, but also so naive. A friend had shown me their demo in their hotel, so I thought that was normal. And to be fair, as a bit of a side thing, like demos behind the scenes in hotel rooms at events like this is completely normal. Like uh, if you think that's strange, it is actually normal practice. It's commonplace, yeah. 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 Um, So she goes on to say that um, I was new, I was trusting them. They're an important person that I admired and I was so naive. They showed me VR demos, but put their hands up my skirt while they did so while she was in vr like whilst i was in vr so she's in vr completely blind and this guy who is a high level exec in a well-known vr company is putting his hand up her skirt completely off limits completely outrageous um the shock and fear of that happening while i was essentially blindfolded i remember how afraid i was and how i didn't know how to leave their apartment i discreetly sent my location to my roommate who was in austin i was afraid and wanted to leave i It became clear I wanted to leave. I remember feeling like an idiot for trusting this person. And I remember wondering if I'd somehow agreed to what happened. Somehow, like something that I'd done to come off. Even so, touching someone while they're in VR, that's bullshit. This man was like 30 and I was still in college. How dare he? This incident was my first truly awful experience since coming back to games and VR. And I swore I would never would because of the past experience with an abuser. I always feel anxious going to events for this VR hardware company because I'm afraid he'll remember me. Is it worse if he doesn't? I don't know, but if I'm honest, while he was my first bad experience since deciding to do VR games, he wasn't the last or even the biggest, not by a long shot. I don't know if I feel strong enough to tell the story yet. I'm not sure. I'm not even strong enough to name this man. So that's kind of how it ended. And then she came back and said, in fact, This experience sticks with me years later. That means something. This person is in a position of power when VR was new and made me feel small. I shouldn't discredit my experience. Michael Antonov uh, was a creep to me at an Oculus event and men don't get to keep doing this. So Mm. she's gone through this awful ordeal uh, and now she's like recounting the event later on. Um, And Michael Antonov, you know, if you don't know who he is Uh, a couple of episodes ago we talked about the founders of oculus where they are now in the space michael antonov he was a founder of oculus and he's still actually the only founder left that works for facebook he's not actually working on vr right now apparently he's working as a software architect for facebook's ai infrastructure team but this was just so awful and i I can't even uh begin to imagine um how that would make you feel being put in a a position like that because you know you're putting your trust uh in, in someone's um hands basically and they've abused that trust and taken advantage of the situation and i think autumn for for bringing this up and highlighting it i think what she's done is incredibly brave because especially after the fact you know like such a long time after the fact and the fact that she's still uh, very much involved in this industry but i think she did completely the right thing by sharing this story because it now could prevent something like this happening again um 
So that's yeah. this kind of story. It's kind of a bit of a downer at the end of the show. So apologies for that. But I think it's I think it's worth talking about. But you know, now it's going to be interesting to see what happens next because you don't make an accusation like that, you know, and expect nothing to happen. You know, like uh, it exactly. was always going to be yeah. clear that some fallout was going to happen as a result of this, and rightly so, completely rightly so. Um, so Andrew Bosworth, who is the VP of ARMVR at Facebook, he responded to the whole thing with a tweet. Um, and he said, uh, these stories are sickening. Uh, I'm sorry if it happened then and that you have to face the trauma again now. I took over our AR and VR uh, and Oculus team in 2018, and I do not accept this behavior. I've asked to understand how the situations were handled uh, that have been brought up. For con- for- for confidentiality, I can't share details, but harassment isn't tolerated or ignored. We investigate every claim every time. Our policy and investigations process is public, so people can hold us at a high bar on any kind of harassment. I care deeply about building a safe and inclusive team, and your voices matter. You can hold me accountable if that's not what you experience with Oculus or AR or VR at Facebook today. The, the, yeah. thing, the thing, the problem that I have a little bit with these kind of responses is that these are obviously done in order to limit the damage. Uh, like mm. it, the, the answer that I'm getting from this is like, oh yeah, this is sickening and we agree and this and that. But what are the actions that are being exactly taken in, against this person who has been accused of something? They, they cannot prove this because she was probably alone with him in, in a hotel room. I don't know if there were any other people who can confirm the story or mm. disconfirm it. So proving this, will be incredibly hard to do. But, yeah. But I think yeah, I think I think the best thing that can come out of it is preventative. You know, if if this has been highlighted now and you know, I'm sure something will happen behind the scenes with Michael Antonov. Uh, but, but, but what is what has Michael Antonov's response been to this? Well, I don't think he has responded to this at all. Um, and I would imagine I would imagine that's probably wise that it's probably handled mm-hmm. by facebook and and they come later with a, a statement after yeah, but the that's investigation's again, complete that's again limiting the damage to the company i i, I want to hear from this person what is his take on this what what does he have does he have an apology yeah. what, what is his side of his story is 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 there something that you know we, we if this if something like this becomes public it is damaging to the company mm-hmm Mm-hmm. The way that the company responds to this is in order to to limit the damage, to make sure mm-hmm. that you know this is a, a a one-time experience and this is not in line with the values of our company. This and that. That is what they do, and they do that perfectly, and they should do that. But I want to know what are the actions that they're taking in order to prevent this to happen, and what are the actions they're taking against Michael Antonov? Yeah. Well, hopefully, because like they said, you know, that this is like a, a transparent investigation. Hopefully, we'll find out an outcome later, and we can obviously let you know what the score is with that. Um, but it's kind of weird because, like, you know, I, I thought about this a lot, and you know, it, 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 it's 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 horrible when you read these stories because, you know, you, you know, certainly from my perspective, I see the, the VR industry, particularly because it's such a niche, like it's all encompassing. You know, like everyone's welcome in in this in this niche. Um, but as a man attending events like this, like a, you know, a happily married man, you know, I'm not interested in meeting people like on, on that sort of level at these events. I, I guess I just take it for granted that something mm. like this is unlikely going to ever happen to me as a as a man yeah. um but as a woman you know certainly from hearing these stories it is it is kind of yeah. horrible it's like when i'm at events like i i go into like six seven hotel rooms a day i feel mm. like if, you, if you're a female it's like a russian roulette and you just yeah. gotta hope for the best yeah that's that's horrible but that's horrible yeah i mean like it's funny mike because you said you know it's kind of a downer to the end of the episode that's not the way i 
view these things when they come to light. You know, I see them more as like, it's a celebration of the courage that someone like this can come stand mm. forward and actually talk. Cause that takes some serious cojones to do that. That's very mm. difficult because any future employer is going to say, Oh, are you going to rat us out? Are you going to, it has, it has, you're accepting damage when you do that and you make that acquisition, mm. which is yeah. actually kind of like a, you know, I'm going to take a sword through the belly just to get you because you're standing behind me, you know, stabbing me yeah. in the back. It, it's not an easy thing to do in any way, shape or form. So, you know, Rowdy's point makes it difficult. What's the right thing to do if you're in this situation? I suppose it's it's kick it off to the authorities as soon as you can actually make it legitimate, which, again, mm. takes serious effort um, and, again, may have collateral damage for you, which mm. is not something anyone wants to accept. And someone's put this on you. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. Talk to people about it. Don't keep it to yourself, I think is the best thing that I can say. I mean, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, the last Oculus Connect we were at, uh, I was in a, a room situation like that. And I was made felt uncomfortable for the first time ever. Uh, and it was another guy. Uh, went back up to his uh, hotel room. I've not talked to him about it. I won't name anybody. This isn't a serious thing. And it wasn't a sexual thing. But it was a dark room. Uh, I went into the headset to check this thing out. and he was just being very awkward about the whole thing. And it was like two or three days later, I found a bunch of pictures he'd taken that he'd posted online of me and he'd never asked permission or anything. And it was a bit dodgy. And mm. I was like, you know, it's funny. It made me apprehensive in that situation. Mm. Um, but it can totally happen to dudes too. I mean, I know plenty of cases where, you know, a, a, a guy was on his own and ends up getting raped by another guy or a woman mm. who's a bit forward that way. I mean, yes, it is definitely tilted in the to the disservice of women. I, I I would agree, but it's not something that you know, it's not something that you don't have to look out for. You got to still be aware of your environment. And the thing that I've seen, which was done very well, I liked what the Falcon Age devs did when I did their demo, was they kept the hotel room door open, and that's you know a really I think that's a really nice thing to do if you can offer it mm -hmm. it kind of allows it to feel that bit safer you know yeah yeah, yeah. The, the thing is and i i see that nim sony also commented in, in chat is that apologies can't happen up until it is proved otherwise it will be used as an admittance and i think that is indeed the reason why there is no apologies or why there is nothing coming forward from michael antonov because yeah. if he apologizes that is at the same time saying oh yeah everything that happened is is true and of course that would damage his reputation but what i don't get is like what goes on in, in, in people who, I'm not going to say him specifically, but people who do this kind of stuff, what goes on in their mind to think hey, they're, they're all adults, they're all mature, they've all, they're all very intelligent individuals. What goes on in their mind to think that, oh, it's okay to do this. If you want to hit on the person, yeah, if you would like to do that, just ask her out and, and ask for her opinion. It's not that difficult. Mm -hmm. Go up to her and say, hey, would you like to go for a drink? You make that statement clear. You don't go up with your hand. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit irate here. Probably, yeah, yeah, I know. Because it, it pisses me off. This yeah, kind it of does. Stuff yeah. It, 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 I, I don't want to be seen. I'm a white dude. I don't want to be seen as that, you know, yeah. like I don't want him to be the stereotype for like all of the other white dudes out. There's a, a lot of white dudes who are perfectly noble and who wouldn't, wouldn't even think about doing something but, like that. And I find it, I, I, I'm getting fucking angry I know. because of yeah. that kind of stuff. Isn't, but the, the thing is, and I see this in Rowdy before, and we've talked about this kind of thing before. I mean, I really do adamantly believe this isn't just that dude, that girl, that company. I mean, this is exactly. us too, right? Mm -hmm. We're eyes, we're mouths. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can see it in Rowdy. If he saw this, that guy'd be on the floor, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. If he saw something like this. Now, again, the other side of it is, 
This happened a long time ago. You're not just going to go floor somebody over something someone says on, you know, on no, Twitter. You can't, you do, can't that. do that. Uh, but if you're there in the in, in, in the situation, you know, guys, stand up, get involved, stay vocal. And um, I've done it before. I know you have. I, 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 I absolutely know you before. have. Mm. The rest thing, like, I, I've never I've never been. I've never witnessed something like this at an event before. Mm. Uh, and, and certainly if I did, then yeah, you're right. I would totally be, you know, strong enough in my will to, to, to put a, put a stop to it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's just horrible. And I just really hope that it's as horrible. a result of this, um, you know, lessons are learned uh, from this, hopefully the whole gaming industry, because like you said, it's not just something to do with VR. This is, this happens across the gaming industry as a whole. Mm. Um, and, and hopefully that, you know, the gaming industry can, can learn from this and, and just do better. Yeah. Uh, uh, protecting people that are coming to their events in the future, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, the story. Like, if if we get more information about this, obviously we'll we'll keep you updated uh, with this situation with Michael Antonov. But um, yeah, you know, shout out to Autumn again uh, for for coming forward with the story and telling it how it was. And, and yeah. I I think I think it was like awesome to see so many people um, backing her up. Yeah. On social media, it, you know, if true or not, but it's just. You know, it's it's nice to see even Alchemy Labs, like she, she works for Alchemy Labs. And mm. in the end, by her saying all of this, you also take Alchemy Labs on this adventure. Um, but they are all backing her, even, you know, the 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 co-founder, I think Alex, he also said like, you know, we, we don't tolerate this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see everyone also embracing her and mm. trying to protect her in a way too. Because if you announce stuff like this, it's like there's so much trash going on on the internet. People saying like, "I'm, it's not that bad," or uh, "It's, it's, it's been like so many years ago, so why care?" Things like that. Mm. Um, yeah, this, this is like a topic have, that is all in the in the public eye. But what is happening behind closed doors? Because that, that that's the thing that bothers me the most. Like, because they all say like, "Oh yeah," I'm not gonna name any any names. I don't know who, but everyone will always say, "Oh yeah, we we disagree with this and we we disagree with that but at the same time on that same thread i was reading there are other game developers that call, call, called out in that as well mm -hmm. that have been doing this for years and years and years been been accused of this for by maybe i think i, I read of one who got accused by maybe 15 or 20 women but he's such a big name in the industry that he still goes from company to company because they don't care about all the stuff that happens yes so in the public eye all those companies always say oh you know we tolerate uh, we, we we need every everyone to like get along and you know mm. oh, we we don't tolerate this kind of stuff but behind closed doors when it comes to funding when it comes to hiring people they want the people to bring in the money but yeah. so you, you the one thing i would say being a corporate guy myself i mean there's there's this is why i said the thing earlier the sooner you can report to authorities yeah. via the appropriate channels the person will not pass human resources screening and large mm. companies like facebook it's mandatory they do that but I agree with you, Rowdy, we've seen it in this industry, unfortunately, people going and still getting a job from place to place to place. And you see them in the industry, you see them at events, and you just have to shake your head yeah. at it. You know, um, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, I certainly don't think someone should go take physical action themselves. And, you know, I still think that no. the appropriate channels are there for a reason. Yeah. Um, but that said, you know, things change if you're if you're there witnessing something unfolding live. I would yeah. yeah. But I think it's, it's such an abuse of trust, you know, like uh, yeah. you, are, you are putting your trust into someone. You're, you're completely blindfolded from the real world. And and, you know, like when Rowdy said, like, what kind of person would do this? Like, it's just something someone that is just abusing their power, essentially, is it's a power trip and it's completely wrong. And it's way, way down the spectrum, Mike. But I think it's worth mentioning because um, VR, VR, the VR umbrella guys, they um, 
they had put out a newsletter, I think for Christmas last year or something. They said one of the top things to do when you're giving a demo, right, is, is make the person feel safe. Yes. And I think, and I, I would just like to say this to people who, I mean, we're lads who like a laugh. We like, you know, the entertainment aspect of VR, having a laugh, playing around with each other. You guys know that. But the thing I have to say is someone's new in VR, like you jump them physically or something. I mean, if they're mm. not expecting that, that's a horrible experience, actually. And you don't want them not to associate it with the stuff. You don't want it to associate it with you. Just think twice, mm. you know, put yourself in their shoes and just think about your actions before you get it on and before you do that. And then the other thing is this point that she that um, she made about the alcohol at events. I actually think policy wise, that's not a bad idea. You know, mm. it's not a bad idea if they decide to start not doing alcohol at events because you know some guys get a bit rowdy sorry yeah, <laughs> drink. yeah. no absolutely absolutely you know? but yeah i just thought we'd, we'd wrap up the show with that story i think it was an important story to talk about um yeah. you know not many people were talking about it in the vr space so i thought it was uh, worth highlighting oh. go on rowdy rowdy's got a finger we're I'm, I'm just letting you know that we're not wrapping up the show with this story okay oh no he got it we hit 100 okay. likes oh, god Oh my oh. god! I thought I was safe and clear. Okay, holy so let's cow! This is brilliant. Like right after a heavy. This is this is the finisher. Yeah, this, this is like bringing us a very interesting this, ending. Yeah, this yeah. is gonna lighten the mood. You can blow wow. off some Ready? steam here, Mike. So wait, what was the song name again? What are we? Uh, what are you going to be performing for us? Reason for Living by Morgan Page. Gentlemen, you will be rating <laughs> out of ten. You'll be rating out of ten at the end. <laughs> I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember how you the song should, goes. You should listen to it for a second. Uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, prepare yourself. I'm gonna get it up. I'm gonna get it up. I'm gonna get it up. Okay. So okay. Save the reason for that. Lance, yeah. ready a piece of paper. We're gonna around. score him. We're gonna score him. Yeah. All right. So ready. <laughs> yes. Okay. We, we we need to give him a score. We Those should. who are listening, yeah, we should. Who are listening? What is to the it like? One out of ten, or yeah, out of ten. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just the chat sure should also enough. join. Okay. Like, just just make sure. Just make sure that it's good enough so that we don't lose any likes. I'm like. I mean, okay. So is, so quite it, important. So in the chat, you should also rate from one to ten. Let's just use. Uh, do they have like emojis of stars? I think so. So just use this stars. Oh as like God. a stars. rating a system. Work. Yeah. Like the old school YouTube system also had stars, right? We're gonna go back in time. Well, then let them do it out of five instead of ten. Yeah, if fine, you got if you got to make it um cuz otherwise what's going to happen is Nightbot will jump in and stop. Oh people. yeah, yeah. So yeah, five. True. True, true. It's got out of five. Then. <laughs> out of five. Yeah. And you uh, see see Mike preparing. He, he didn't expect this to happen. No, no. I, no. This is this Okay, is you ready for this? The real test yeah, of a host. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, good, Mike? Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Cuz I don't even see more these days. No such thing as staying up too late. Nobody's at home waiting for me. Staying up for a feeling is the reason for living. Tell myself I'm doing okay. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mike. Oh, oh my God. That was hideous. I suck at karaoke. So. Let's uh, take uh, some questions, then I'll uh, round up the uh, the show. Wait, wait, by wait, wait, wait! You. Scores out of scores out of five, everybody. Scores out of five. What do we got? We got a five stars from Simply Chris, three from Sander. You get a three out of I'll, five from Zim. I'll take a three. Rowdy? <laughs> four, four, four out of five from Rowdy. Four, Mike. I think I deserve yeah. a three. Rusty yeah. gives a five. Look, I, I would have <laughs> given you a five. You also did a little dance with it, but it's going to be a four yeah. for now. But you can Try always practice, right? I practice. I practice. I learn the lyrics. Next week, VR yeah, Spry guy week. gives you a one. So that's, that, that's what you get when you listen to the F Reality podcast. A real mixed bag. 
So uh, just a reminder, it is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can also check out the show live in big screen and share the experience with other VR enthusiasts. It's a really cool way to watch the show. Loads of people are really enjoying that, so it's great yeah. to hear it. Uh, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Or check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and yeah. on Spotify. Usually I would mention you liking the stream, but never mind, everyone already did. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. I also want to say that I'm very happy we were all together again because it felt like ages. Every yes. time there was something going on Someone, where, yeah, exactly. yeah, so I don't know. I, I Like we become rock stars, so we, we are all around the world. So I, I totally understand, but you know, it's, it's like, good uh, to it's be like, back. It's like what they say in, uh, in, in, what is it, the boys TV show is that, um, if uh what what about the spy scales you know each one of them individually they suck but together they're amazing <laughs> together they're the, they're the bloody spy scales to get yeah, on their own you almost got the accent there as well um i was gonna say well we're together again for oculus connect so that'll be really awesome yes we're gonna do the show live from the show floor again so Ooh. enjoy that yeah so if you've got a question now's the time uh before we sort of round up and say goodbye Huh. Yeah. Someone says, does, Oculus, does the Oculus version of Dirt Rally look differently than the Steam version? Don't think so. Not the, yeah. not the original game, anyway. I couldn't compare the Dirt Rally 2 yet across both platforms. But no, it's the same. Well, if someone rated you, uh, what is it, like five ducks? Five I don't ducks. know what that means, but uh, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. Nimzo says, so are you guys the new Spice Girls? Yeah. New fragrance I'm, coming I'm, out next month. We're I'm, gonna... I'm Ginger Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be... Um, can I be scary spice? Yeah, sure. Right. I'll be Rowdy, the hot one. Sporty Rowdy, spice. Sp Rowdy sporty spice, yeah. I think. Yeah. Sporty yeah. spice. Yeah, obviously Nathy's uh, Jerry Hallowell. Because no, no, that's me. Which one? No, Nathy's the baby, of course. Yeah, baby spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, is Brilliant. is the way to get Dirt Rally completely free? Yes. Well, you pay with your email in the end. Yeah, you sign up to a newsletter, but the newsletter is worth signing up for because Humble Bundle do some amazing deals on games. So They're good anyway. Yeah. You can always subscribe, unsubscribe a month later or something if you really don't like them. But um, yeah, they've been, they've been fantastic for, for the longest time. Uh, and also, is the free thing only for regular PC or is it just the VR? Don't know. Uh, regular PC, yeah. No, I think it's just a regular yep. Steam code that you get. That's yep, what I got. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, Sneaky Snooks is asking any worthwhile Kickstarters at this very moment. Um, I would say no. I did see an LED backpack. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that's you can cool. put your own, uh, you know, logo on the back logo. of your backpack or some like Pac-Man eating up some ghosts, or whatever. One thing I'll mention, just for creators' sake, you know those um, uh, those frunk. LED uh, mm. marquees that you can get in in for the Vive Index. Buddy of mine, uh, VRBug, he got one, installed it, but because of the refresh rate, um, you only see a stream, uh, kind of a vertical line of the text parse along the the display. It's oh. the it's a it's a thing with the camera. So if you're if you're a creator and you're thinking to get one of those, mm. might not look good as, as good on video as you're expecting. I remember having that with the original DK2. Um, because I got it, and then I'm like, "What? What are these purple dots?" And it was the infrared LEDs showing up on on my Logitech camera at the time. But mind that, if because I was a lot of people were getting excited to maybe pick one up, mm. you, you might want to watch out for that and find one that doesn't have that feature. Good point. Welsh right. says Mike has the perfect voice for Eurovision. 
hey, that's nice <laughs> because it's in the Netherlands. It's not that far away. So you could just, you know, come here and, and do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. For the UK. Because they, when was the last time the UK won the Eurovision? A long, long time ago. Yeah. So you're <laughs> the, the one. You're the chosen one yeah. to actually make it happen, Mike. I you're going to be, be a superstar. Egg. Yeah, yeah exactly. the lucky egg, exactly. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in this week. This has been a fantastic episode. I didn't know we were going to get the mic serenade at the end, but it was, it was a nice additional, a little, a little bit from uh, from Ginger. Thanks, yeah, thanks exactly. Ginger Spice, Mike. So yeah, we'll be back, of course, next week. So have a great week in VR. Until then, take care and bye-bye for now. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.